All right, people, what is going on? This is episode 387 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. And uh, before I get into this episode, I want to talk about something really quick. I did not know this happened last week, and I'm going to give these group of people some props because I did not see this coming. Georgia's women's basketball team, the coaching staff is going that went on a road, and they went from everywhere from Texas to Chicago to Cincinnati. I mean, they've been all over, you know, the country basically looking for players that want to play for Georgia Southern women's basketball. I find that very, very, you know, I find that very exciting. Now, the women's basketball team did pretty good last year, and, and they're on a mission to actually do bigger and better things, going places, meeting uh, future athletes that may want to come to Statesboro to play basketball. So I find that very, very, very exciting, and congratulations to anybody and to, to them just for going. So I found that pretty cool, and I just wanted to give them props uh, from, you know, they're, they're going to get back here by the 12th, I think, of July. So I think that's pretty neat that George Southern is going out the, to, to re recruit players, kind of similar to what Coach Clay Helton did in the state of Georgia, going to every county. I think that was really cool. So I just wanted to give them props on that, and uh, I said enough. Let me go ahead and get into this episode. Welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. This is 387th episode. And uh, over here, we talk about George Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And today, we're going to talk about uh, the coaches, the football coaches of Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons. Two coaches that pretty much is, they're on a mission. And I think they're uh, laying out a plan to be very successful. I want to get into that. I also want to talk about my thoughts and opinions on this uh you know, on this transition, because it's still a transition, even for Atlanta, this is the second year for Coach Arthur Smith, it's still somewhat of a transition, and it's definitely a transition at Georgia Southern. So I want to talk about these two coaches. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am on YouTube and Rumble. I'm also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So you can find me on all podcast avenues of your choice, and I'm also on YouTube and Rumble if you want to watch the visual side of this podcast. Let's go ahead and get into this. I want to start off with coach clay helton because we talked about the falcons um on the last episode if you don't know by now i've been repeating this forever but i'm going to say it again coach clay helton has came in to georgia southern in november of last year and he did some evaluation and after that he immediately started making some changes bringing in a new quarterback getting some good transfers in getting a lot of good recruits and he's building something here really really fast and I don't think that a lot of people are realizing what's going on over here. I talked about how some um, teams in the Sun Belt and probably some teams across the entire, uh, you know, country may not know what's what's going on at Georgia Southern, and they need to take heed because I'm not necessarily sure about this year, even though I gave them high hopes on them getting eight wins. Uh, I think somewhere down the road, this is going to be a powerhouse team if we hold on to Coach Clay Helton and have him to. Uh, continue to manifest the things that he wants to do i think we have something really special here and uh it just needs to take fold i also believe that by year three i i i will say this if he keeps recruiting the way that he's recruiting i think by year three we probably will end up being like easily double digit win team about year three because he's putting up he's bringing in talent that is from coming from all across the country Van Treese came from Buffalo. He's originally from Ohio. 
Uh, I think Col- Colton Fitzgerald is a is a California guy, and he used to play at Boise State, and he came down here. You know, you got a, a defensive back from Fresno State coming in. You got guys from Alabama, guys from, you know, uh, Jeremy Singleton played at Houston, and he's coming. He came to Georgia Southern. You got guys from Florida coming in. I mean, I think Terrence Gibbs was a four-star running back that was committed to Florida at one point, had an injury, but that's not stopping him. He decides to come and play for Georgia Southern. You got guys all around the state of Georgia, that which is few. It's just a, a pool of talent that's just in the state of Georgia coming in to Statesboro. Not only just for this year, I'm talking about next year as well, the year after that. I just talked about two five, I mean, two six foot five receivers coming into Georgia, coming to coming into Statesboro within you know next year. I think this is a really really good time to really focus on what's going on here. And I know it's going to be easy to start focusing because football season is getting closer and closer and people are starting to get a little bit hype. A lot of people are starting to get a little bit anxious. They want to see what, what what we're going to do. I had one of my Twitter followers, shout out to Nick Burgess on Twitter. He did a whole entire depth chart of what the team may look like. I think that's really, really cool because he, he did a pretty good job. You know, I and I, I couldn't disagree with 98, 99% of what he did. I think the only thing that could be different was the running back situation. But even then, you can't go wrong because all of our running backs could probably be running the rock at a high level. So it that just goes to show like what type of talent we have at Georgia Southern. I'm like really excited. If you come to this channel for the Atlanta Falcons stuff, I hope you take the time to watch what Georgia Southern has to offer as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of Atlanta Falcon fans tend to lean towards the Georgia Bulldogs, and I get it. They're closer, you know, and they're closer to the Atlanta area, and it's something that, you know, that they most people grew up with. But down here in Statesboro, we got a pretty good team too. Don't let the 3-9 and nine season fool you. Don't let all the turmoil fool you. What we're doing now is normally what we do year in and year out, if not better. And I will say better because the standard at Georgia Southern has always been championships. That's been since the 80s. We had a up and down, you know, situation going on. We definitely had an up and down situation once we go into the FBS, even though I think we've been successful for the most part. But now we're starting to get back to prominence to what we're used to doing, and that's winning. And I, I really feel that this era with Coach Clay Helton is going to be about winning. And I think a lot of people that are watching what Georgia Southern do they're actually thinking about it as well. A lot of people think that, okay, this may be a weird year because of, you know, the transition. <clears throat> but nobody's saying that, oh, this is a bad hire. Nobody's saying, oh, what they're doing in the States, bro, is crazy. The Georgia Southern Eagles don't know what they're doing. Jared Binko's off his rocker. Nah, they know. <laughs> they know. They see what is transpiring in States, bro. And a lot of people have been sitting back like, okay. Okay, we're going to have somebody we have to deal with, you know, the next few years. You know, you don't hear too many people talking about, you know, no name. You don't hear too many people talking about what uh, Appalachian State uh, talk. I'll, I'll say that again. You don't hear too many people from Appalachian State really talking much about what we're doing. Not too many Georgia State fans is really saying much. A lot of guys are sitting back, like people who've been watching, not these crazy fans that don't that don't pay attention. They they just ready to watch football when the season starts and then they go do something else once the season over. Talking about people who are really into this and watch football like we do. They're sitting back and like, okay, 
we, we might have a problem on our hands. And I know some people who've been following college football has been watching the, you know, they've been, you know, watching the recruits come in and, you know, they've been watching. Some of them have been watching my Twitter feed when I've been showing who's been committing, who's been getting offered and who's been doing what, this, that, and the third. They've been paying attention. So it's not too many bad words being said about this hire. You know, so they, they a lot of people have been put on notice. So kudos to Coach Clay Helton. I think he's been doing a phenomenal job overall. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this entire hire. I think it's just, I think everything is just really, really good. I think it turned out to be really, really good from the transition from Coach Chad Lunsford, which, you know, shout out to him. You know, he's done pretty good for Georgia Southern as well. But this transition right now is um, – it's something really cool. It's something really, uh, I'm really interested to see how it transforms once we get on the field. Now, before I leave, you know, I got to make the transition because I, I could talk my head off about Georgia Southern football. Let's talk about these Falcons. Um, we just recently signed Eddie Goldman. Uh, I'm not, I don't have much to say about it. You know, it's another Chicago Bear. Um, and I know somebody said there was a really good explanation for why we're signing a lot of Chicago Bears outside of the obvious former GM there i think you just got you only could get what you pay for right now i mean we're we're strapped for cash right now and once the salary cap comes through um and we get more money through the salary cap i think things will change but other than that y'all need the i don't know if anybody has but you know i know who hasn't you know uh what that guy named Corey cody benjamin whatever he hasn't been paying attention to what the falcons have been doing but if you have been paying attention to what the Falcons have been doing. I think Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's done a pretty good job of piecing together a team that look like they're going to be able to compete. You know, the, I think this guy, Coach Arthur Smith, is on a mission to win a Super Bowl. He even said it in press conferences. He wants to win a Super Bowl. That's the goal of being a coach and actually leading this team. I think he has the mentality for it because he's pretty much no nonsense when it comes to X's and O's and what's on the field and, and expectations. A lot of people don't really look at him like that. He seems like a mild-mannered guy. But I've seen him in action actually be a coach, and he's very no-nonsense. He's really no-nonsense. So I think he has the pedigree and the mentality. I just need to see if he could put it together, put it all together. I mean, you're looking at the quarterback situation. You're looking at the running back situation. Um, not too bad. I think most of everything that he put out, you know, that he's produced as far as the talent on the team or that he's acquired – I think most of it's not too bad, not too good. There's a lot of middle of the road here. I can't think of like one thing that I look back at and say, okay, that's a bad move. I don't I don't understand why we picked that person up. I don't know what's wrong with this. I, I, I'm still trying to think. I mean, you acquired Brian Edwards. You drafted Drake London. You still got Cordell Patterson. Alden Tate is on the chopping block for some reason. Frank Darby is on the chopping block. These guys look like they can play some ball, but it's survival of the fittest out of here and at the end of the day it's coach's decision if he wants to keep you or not with that being said the guys that are out here the guys that they bought in on defense the offensive line the defensive line the secondary i can't really sit back and think anything was a bad move and <coughs> excuse me i'm a homer i'll be the first one to tell you if there's something wrong with this team sorry about that I'll be the first one to tell you there's something wrong with the team. But we do have a flaws and deficiencies. I think we have a problem with the team because we're like one year away. We're still building. We're still putting things together. I don't think we necessarily 
picked up bad picked up bad players. I don't think we acquired bad players. I just think it's gonna take us a while for us to gel and get things together. I know some people are still saying the jury is out on Jalen Mayfield. I, I totally get it. I think he got a little bit better by the end of the season, but I, I get it. The, the jury is still going to be out on him. Maybe year two is going to be that transition where he's going to be locked down and nobody gets past him. We just don't know. You know, and you, you already know Grady Jarrett is going to be solid. You already know that, I mean, if Deion Jones comes back from his surgery, he's just going to be in a rotation with a lot of linebackers that look like they're going to be some problems for these offenses. You know, Dean Pease is licking his chops with all these linebackers. He got Detroit Andersons. Uh, what was the other kid that we got from, um, oh, man, I can't remember. The kid that we got from Colorado, I think it's Landman or something like Nate Landman. I mean, these guys, are, they're going to be making the team or whatever the case may be. I think the only thing that I'm disappointed in is uh, Brad Hawkins. I heard that he got cut. That that right there kind of bothered me because I thought Brad Hawkins was, you know, third, fourth round talent that just didn't get drafted. But apparently something is up. Something is up. And that's fine. I, I mean, it is what it is. It's something that we don't know. But I think the other DB from Iowa is still around. So that's a good sign. And he looks good, too. You know, so I think it's Hankins or something like that. But. Nevertheless, not just talking about you no know, individual personnel. When you look at everything that's been going on with the Falcons, I think they've done a pretty good job. I think at the end of the day, um, I, I, I gave him A plus for the draft. Offseason as a whole, I don't think the offseason is, I mean, obviously by the numbers, it's not over yet, but you're going to see things start to wind down. And I think the offseason overall, I give, you know, Coach uh, Arthur Smith a B. I think he did. A, I think he did a very solid job based on what he had. Now with Coach Clay Helton, if I was to give him a grade, I'm giving him an A all the way. And I'm not saying that as a homer, but I'm I'm dead serious. The all the things that he bought in, four star recruits, all these receivers, all these guys on the defensive side, bringing in the coaching staff that he bought in, all these guys from Power Five schools coming down to a group of five. I think outside of the Western Kentucky guys, I think that's it. But overall, oh yeah, the special teams guy from the Citadel. But overall, you bring a lot of Power 5 guys in. You bring a bunch of guys who are ready to play right away that have played at a high level of college football. I, I think he gets an A. So I think it's an A. You know, and it wasn't, this, this episode wasn't even supposed to be about grading, but these two coaches are clearly on a mission when you see the, the changes that have been taking place here in Statesboro and at Flowery Branch. It's nothing like it. And um, I, I cannot complain. And the main thing I want to see, if anything, I just want to see this turn into some success. I give, um, I know I'm reaching kind of high, but I, was, I, I, I said it earlier and I got to stick with it. Coach Health and the company could get eight wins this season. I think they turn around from three and nine to eight and four. And I also feel that uh, Coach Arthur Smith and company, I think these guys will get between seven and nine wins. They got seven last year. I think with this team here, I think they could possibly get nine. And I think that's I think that's a success overall. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams go higher, to be honest, because these teams aren't pushovers. They're a little bit better than, than people give them credit for. Because I know that I saw one episode of a show that some guy was doing. They said that uh, we're going to go for another three and nine season at Georgia Southern. I mean, are you paying attention? No, you're not. There's one of the reasons why I said you cannot take a lot of these people for what they're worth when they're covering multiple teams because they don't know everything about the teams that they're covering. Go with the local people. Same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. They were the 32nd worst roster, really? 
I don't want to go through that again, but I'm just saying. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. But nevertheless, I think these two coaches are going to shock a lot of people. I think they're going to be doing some really good things. I think they're going to be doing some really big things. I think when these guys get their player personnel on the field the way they want it, because don't 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 take this, don't 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 look at it for what it is now. Both of these guys don't have the implementation of the team that they want yet. You got to understand, Coach Clay Helton hasn't been as Georgia. So he hasn't coached the Georgia Southern Eagle game yet. But he's put people in place to be successful already. So his 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 fingerprints aren't finished on this team. And even with Coach Arthur Smith, his first year was successful by most hands because most people thought we were supposed to win like two games or whatever the case may be after we lost all our receivers. He came back and bought a lot of personnel that want to catch the ball. He bought some guys in that want to play some ball. And his fingerprints is not all, all finished on this team yet either because I know there's a couple other places where he wants to improve on. Every team has room for improvement, and both of these guys are trying their best to implement that improvement, you know, pretty much every week because every time you hear something happening with this team, with these teams. So can't wait to see how this goes. I cannot wait how this goes i think it's going to be uh phenomenal i really really do if you like this podcast hit the like button and share this podcast subscribe to any of these avenues if you like i highly recommend you describe the more than one in case one go down i am on youtube and rumble i'm also on anchor stitcher spotify apple and google Podcasts. you can go check me out on any of those avenues I post a uh, podcast up every day, Monday through Friday. And if something happens on the weekend, I kind of put something up on that on that on those days as well. All the links are down in the description if you want to support, either by way of subscribing or sharing, letting other people know what we do over here, or even if you want to donate, all the links are down in the description. Either way, I appreciate all the love and support. I cannot thank you guys enough. I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your Monday because I'm going to enjoy it. This week is my wife's uh, birthday week, so I'm going to do everything I can to make her happy. Well, I try to do that every day, but you guys know what I mean. All right, y'all. I'm going to get up out of here. You guys take it easy, and you guys be blessed. Peace.